You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. I want to start this review doing a Canadian accent, but everyone switches so many accents throughout this whole production. I'm just like, I don't know where to start. Just like, hey, you know, come down to Newfoundland, yeah? <laughs> well, that's more Dakota, I think. Brad, start talking. You're Canadian. That means yeah, just, it's a Canadian just, it was, accent. I want to imitate Brad's okay, voice. Okay, go, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's this all about? A Canadian accent, then. <laughs> 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 and this has been the One of Us.net review of Come From Away. Thank you very much. Be sure to... Yeah, on Apple TV Plus right now. Go check it yeah. out. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. I, I don't know how many people truly care about hearing this review other than, well, the awesome people, first of all. The four of us on the review. Yes, the four of us on the review. But when I saw that this was a thing that was happening, no one else was talking about this except for me. Because I saw that trailer, I'm like, I want to review this. I want to review this. I want to talk about it. I've never seen this musical before, but I'm so curious. And this musical is Come From Away. Now, a bit of history for people who aren't familiar. This came out four years ago on Broadway, but it was a Canadian production for a number of years before its Broadway debut, uh, which actually holds the record now of the longest-running Canadian production on Broadway history. It was a big contender at the Tony Awards, even though it only won a single award for directing, partly because it was up against Dear Evan Hansen, which was, you know, the, the popular kid on the, on the block kind of thing. But... You know, I don't know. Maybe they made the bad choice on that one. <laughs> I'm also on the Dear Evan Hansen review, so we'll find out. Yeah. This was actually supposed to be a proper movie back when they originally planned making this. But COVID happened, and so they're like, well, we don't have the time or money to make an actual movie of this. Let's just do a special production and film it. And I'm going to give my hand a little bit here. I think that was the right call, 100%. Yeah. This is a very minimalist and simply st- but eloquently staged production i think you lose some of them it's like our town you lose the magic of our town when you have an actual set there i agree yeah no because no, also when i was watching this i was talking my life like man i would love to see this as a movie but you have to cut out like 60 to 70 percent of the dialogue just to be able to do that you know because it's so internalized like you're saying you know it's like everybody's doing exposition all the time and i think that would be really obnoxious quickly why don't we introduce ourselves quickly here i'm justin zarian everybody hello and we got over here davy hi everybody oh hi dr dave <laughs> we got harmony over here hello hey and then we got a resident canadian here bradley Hello! The accents actually where I live are incredibly subtle. You'd only hear it in Toyota or a boot, and that's about it. And even a boot's exaggerated the way I just said it. So. Uh, to be fair, this this play almost immediately starts with an a boot uh, somewhere yeah. in the opening line. So. <laughs> Davey, why don't you give us a very quick synopsis here? What is Come From Away about? All right, so it is loosely based on actual first-hand accounts of a real-life event. 
there were a number of planes in the air on the moment that planes hit the Twin Towers in September 2001, and those planes had to be diverted out of U.S. airspace. The airspace as a whole was closed for around a week, so in that horrible moment, you had to just get planes out of the U.S. airspace, mostly because they thought most of them were other bombs. So roughly 7,000 individuals and animals were diverted from a couple dozen planes into a small Canadian island town called Newfoundland, which previously housed a very large airport that has since gone defunct with the evolution of jet planes and such. So Mm -hmm. following a select group of characters, some Newfoundlanders and some from the Come From Aways, where the title of the show comes from, we bounce across a week or so in the life of these people as this town has to accept a bunch of complete strangers and try and comfort them as they're hearing one of the worst pieces of news in modern American history. You know, that's one of the things, too, that I love about this is the way that all that stuff happens, and yet it's the trend of, you know, most Broadway productions these days that it's incredibly minimalistic the way they tell that, too. Like we said, there's there's 12 actors in the whole cast, pretty much, and more or less everyone here is the same actors from the original stage production with maybe, like, one or two exceptions. And, you know, they cycle through, like we said, like, 30, 40, 50 characters just, you know, with a change of clothing or a change of a hat in some cases. And it's just telling this sprawling story with, like, a few chairs, a couple tables, and then some background props here and there. And it's so expertly done. Like, just appreciating, like, even, you know, saying this is a film version of a stage play, just appreciating the stagecraft and the stage work they're doing here is really, really impressive. They did it in such a way that it's so immersive that you kind of forget that it's just these few chairs or props or whatever. It's like you're you're in the story and and they do it in such a way that you can kind of keep keep up with all these characters as they change and everything like that, which is really impressive because they end up with new accents and new personalities and it's 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 really amazing. I enjoyed this so so much. Yeah, I think one guy cycled through, like, a Canadian accent, an American accent, and then a Spanish accent, I think, at one yes. point. We're just like, hey, that's kind of fun. Because <laughs> there's so many characters they're playing, you don't get a lot of time with any one particular person in most cases. I think the most, I'm going to say, stage time you get with any individual character is probably the pilot mm-hmm. character being played by, oh, what's her name here? Jenna Colella, I think her name is. And... You know, that, they get a lot of depth with her character and then, like, a couple other people. But more or less, you just kind of cycle and bounce and back and forth between these people. And yet, I feel like they do they, they use their time so well that you really generally understand just about everybody once they and show And that's what I'm saying. So you're able to keep track, you know, once they're introduced and once they give you kind of a, a general, this is the idea of this person they run with it you know whether it was you know the gay couple or the the couple that, that meet because of a tragedy you know a woman from texas and a man from from england you know and you're able to follow it and then they're also playing like the townspeople and then a totally different sounding and it's just oh uh. yeah there's so many little things that happen in both the stage craft of it as you said or the actual cinematography that just make things hit so strongly i'm i'm really familiar with this show i was basically singing singing along to the entire production for like an hour and a half when i was watching it but just little things like in the dover fault when 
the lights go out on one character really unexpectedly and switch to the other character so they can give their part of the song. It's just little things like that that constantly add up. Even with the characters and even with the minimal set, every every little piece of it, it's so well crafted. And it's it feels like they spent 10 years working on this and workshopping it, and, and they did. But you can really feel every minute of that. Oh, yeah. No, it's a great production. Now, talking about it in terms of film also, like, I mean, obviously they didn't do a whole lot different with the filming of this because it's just the stage production. I will say, though, one thing I got to compliment, the guy who did the cinematography here is Tobias Schlisser, who is the cinematographer for Peter Berg's films, you know, like Lone Survivor, Patriot's Day, and that stuff. And they do a really great job staging the camera work here to get every possible angle of the production Mm -hmm. where it's not intrusive, it's not, it doesn't feel like they kind of felt haphazard with it. And even, like, they have their master shots, but they're not just staring straight into the stage. It's very dynamic. It's very... You know, it's very cinematic. And it's kind of cool that there are some shots that you're, like, inside, like, on the stage with them. which yeah. is Which is, you know, where you feel like you are part of the story. And for people who do, who are old enough, <laughs> Davey, to remember 9-11 <laughs> and stuff like that, that, you know, it's all the stuff, you know, it brings up emotions. It brings up this feeling and the, the feeling of us not knowing what was happening. Well, you know, that's the great thing about it, too, is that for such heavy subject matter, because it t- carries some pretty dark tones mm-hmm. to it, and yet sure. it's all handled with a certain lightness. Like, not making light of the situation, Sweetness. but it never tries to yeah. just ruin your day yeah. with any of the topics. It's trying to find the warmth and humanity of a bunch of strangers that you've never met before from the, you know, sweetest little Canada town in the world kind of thing, just coming together to help these poor people and just, you know, make their day feel a little better. Yeah, and I think it toes the line between somber, respectful, and humorous very well. It's actually very funny. You know, I wasn't a baby. I remember the towers falling. And for the longest time, I had the attitude of, no, we don't make lighthearted jokes about this. And watching the uh, documentary behind this story and seeing a ton of documentaries. I live in Canada. I've been seeing documentaries like this for years. The phrase, we didn't know where we were, but we got hammered. That actually makes it into a song. And that's from a real person (laughs) that really said that. And that warms my my heart so much. I was like, you go, man. They they took your words and made them immortal. It's wonderful. There's actually a few characters here who actually are real people they may have changed some mm-hmm. details about them, but you know, quite a few of the names and things that happened there are very accurate to what what, mm-hmm. what went on. Even the pilot character, she's you know, when they talk about her being the first female pilot for American Airlines, that is true. Mm-hmm. That, that's a whole thing about her history there. And you're just like, oh, well, there you go. That's really cool. I didn't know that. And apparently, the actress that plays her and the real woman are friends in real life, and it's the sweetest <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, it's great. That's wonderful and weird. <laughs> it's that so it's so feel. weird, but it's so precious. And you know, that's like the only thing I could say where it's not even a criticism. It's just a interesting thing where the songs it's written in a way where it's very plot driven. You know, like all the songs are in service of the actual story. Mm-hmm. There's not really a, any singular song that's like, oh, this is the you know, you can cut this out and listen to it out of context. Because I remember I tried to listen to the soundtrack before this came out. And I'm like, no. The, this music needs to be seen mm-hmm. and performed, you know, for it to have the best impact. And I like this type of musical where it's literally just goes from song to song to song to song. There's the, the dialogue parts are relatively short. 
you know, but it's, but it's not leading to the next song. You know what I mean? Like it's well, they're all blended into the songs. Yeah, like yeah. like there's never a point where they're not talking, but right. the talking will seamlessly transition into the verses in right. cases, and then back to the talking again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only toe tapper that doesn't remind us, and uh, again, I don't want to mess up and say we shouldn't remember. That's why I think this musical is phenomenal. But a toe tapper you can just put on is when they were singing about becoming islanders and becoming yeah. Newfoundlanders yeah. by kissing the cod and drinking the screech, which if you three were curious, yes, that's a real thing. What is screech exactly? It's some kind of a terrible scotch or whiskey. I think whiskey. <laughs> I haven't drunk the screech, I've, but Get I know out. people who have. Yeah. Yeah. They did talk a lot about Irish whiskey in this too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I don't really have much else to add to that. I I personally really, really like this. For having only just discovered this was a thing, like, last like this year, even, mm-hmm. and then becoming so excited to want to watch this, I was pleasantly surprised. And the great thing about it, too, is that there's no intermissions or breaks. So it is a straightforward progression from moment one to the hour and 47 mark. And yet, mm-hmm. you never feel like there's any moment where it sags or stops. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's a fast play it's a really fast even even with being so talky even being with so dramatic at points it just goes by quickly you're just like oh it's almost over (laughs) kind of thing so i'll just launch into a final thought here just saying i really dug this this is coming on to apple tv plus which i mean i know a lot of you probably don't subscribe to apple tv plus (laughs) so sorry but did you buy a phone in the last year then you might have it and not know it Yes, for <laughs> all you people with new phones, you get a chance to watch a really, really great musical. <laughs> I I really don't have any reason to not give this a ten out of ten, but I won't. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why. I, I can't cross the threshold because it's technically not a movie. You know, it's sorry, Brad. I know I don't, I don't make that kind of clarification, but I just it, I usually preserve my ten out of tens for like a truly purely great cinematic experience kind of thing. But this is pretty close for being a stage play. It's pretty close to you know, just amazing as you can get. So I'm going to give this nine out of 10 of the gayest Canadian towns you can think of. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to ruin the punchline of what that joke is, but it made me laugh so hard. It's so good. I think being on Apple, Apple TV or whatever is kind of a disservice to this, to this show. Like if it was on something, another streaming service, if it was on, you know, we've, Found out about Broadway HD just a little bit ago. <laughs> you know, one of those <laughs> streaming services that makes more sense to me, and I feel like that's where this is isn't going to get quite to the audience. I think it should get to, and I think everybody should see it. Yeah, it, it feels like Apple's trying to do that Disney thing. They're like, "Oh, Hamilton's on Disney. We need a musical on our surface." Yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly what happened, and I yeah. I feel like it's a disservice to the power of this show. It's very moving. It's uh, probably my favorite thing I've seen so far this year. I actually, when I was originally Ooh. signing up for this, I thought it was going to be a film version. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck, you know, and was pleasantly surprised. Like, oh, it's a stage production <laughs> and just was very excited about it. As we come up to 20 years of living like this <laughs> and then the again, COVID and it's just we needed something that that reminded people of the goodness and humanity and there's a lot of moments in, in this show where I think, do like, I'd like to think I would do that. Like, I like to think I was that good of a person. And I question, like, would other people around me be that good of a person? And I needed something to remind me that, yes, there are good people everywhere. 
and it's not just death and doom everywhere you look. So, so because of that, <laughs> I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 flying bonobos. <laughs> so I was actually born and raised in the States and fell in love with a Canadian woman. And I'm going to give this anecdote because of the feeling this play gave me. Uh, she, with all her welcomingness, was like, hey, stick around for a while when she saw me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in love with this woman. I got to get good, good at flirting so she notices me. So that was a disaster. Eventually, we <laughs> marry. We're at a Home Depot, and this elderly woman is looking around confused. And my wife, Amy, she takes her by the wrist softly and says, can I help you find something? And she goes, oh, yes, thank you. I've been searching for this item for hours, and no one will help me. And I'm like, Amy, you don't work here. And Amy's <laughs> like, I'm just helping this lady, Brad. And she's like, you keep your mouth shut, young man. I've been looking for hours. <laughs> Jeez. The and same thing happens to me at video stores. I don't know what, what it is. <laughs> so she just decided to help this woman. And that's the kind of person I married. And when I made it to Canada, eventually with her, her father was incredibly welcoming again. Like, hey, come on, come work for me while you're here till you land on your feet. He was an arborist and he had me pulling tree and dragging it to a chipper. And I was awful at it, but he kept me on because <laughs> I didn't have any other prospects. And he kept me on until I did. And I don't know why he did that. I was horrible. I must have cost him so much money by my terrible efficiency. <laughs> He's not with us anymore, but, you know, I could imagine that the welcoming I'll get from him when I pass on is going to be huge. Just like it's just the soul of these Canadian people, man. And the film captures it amazingly. Stage play captures it amazingly. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's a ten out of ten for me. And I love you, Amy. And thank uh, you. Ten for out of ten what though? Oh, ten out of ten. Two sunkers straight through the channel to Toslo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say ten out of ten Tim Hortons because there's a lot. I of was Tim about Hortons to say, I was like, that's all I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got ten bits here. There, that might that might be what's so peaceful. Why everyone's so relaxed? We got all the ten bits we want here, and people buy each <laughs> other coffee. Someone bought me a coffee. I didn't know who they were. Taylor was just like, oh, someone bought you this. And I was like, who bought me this? She's like, what is per- it? <laughs> the person ahead of you. And I'm like, uh, why? I didn't ask for them to do that. And this poor college student was like, because it, it's a nice thing to do. And I call my <laughs> wife and she's like, oh, my gosh, Brad, stop being so Seattle right now. Someone <laughs> bought you coffee to be nice. I was Not just like, American, but Seattle. Yeah, and there's someone like that in this play. Like, everybody's bringing all these barbecues. There's no name tags. <laughs> Are they going to get them back? And then the, they're like, please stop donating toilet paper. We have too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, 10 uh, out of 10 for me. Thank you for having me awesome. on this review. As someone who, as mentioned and joked about, uh, does not remember this event, uh, I gained consciousness a few months after, actually. It's weird growing up in a world that has always been this way. I have never known a world without this. And it is hard to rectify those feelings because you don't know anything else. And there is a lot of good art that tries to rectify it. Stuff like 
United 93 or even World Trade Center that Mm -hmm. are really good at showing aspects of it. But I don't feel allow me as an outsider in time, so to speak, to really reckon with this event in the way that I am hungry for. This does that. And it doesn't just reckon with the actual event. It reckons with stuff that came after. It reckons with how lots of people failed in a lot of different ways in the t- mm-hmm. in the 20 years since. And it uses little pieces of Synecdoche to make that happen. And it is truly, truly beautiful. Like, that's all I can say. There are multiple moments when I first heard the recording of this. I was driving. I had to stop the car and cry. Because it is that powerful and it is that good. And I did cry a good a good few times watching this production of it. It's really fucking good. Get Apple TV. You should already get Apple TV because Ted Lasso's a show that is worth talking about. But True. just get this and Apple do more of these because accessibility for live theater is an extremely, extremely important issue to me on the scale of things that aren't actually important well especially with you can't go to the theater right now really so it's like hey if you want broadway to survive this might be the best way to help promote it yeah Yeah. and sometimes you can never go because it is so centralized into that one location and it is incredibly Mm -hmm. expensive Mm -hmm. i want more of these i don't care whether they're on i'll get whatever streaming services i have to i want more of this i want to see all the good shows. I want to see all the weird shows. I want to see all the crappy shows. I want <laughs> I want us to look at the world of musical theater with the inquisitive eye that I think we really should that has kind of been dampened by the fact that the only shows that we ever seem to really get are either the middle-of-the-road crowd-pleasers, like The Prom, or the movies that lose the power of the original source material, like something like Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. I like this format. I think we should do more of it, except for Hades Town. I really want a full Hades Town movie. Hmm. Ten out of ten Englishmen you're not married to. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Davy. You hear that Apple TV? Davy wants an adaptation of the Rocky musical. <laughs> yes, yes. Give me the Spider-Man. Carrie musical, the Exorcist musical. It doesn't matter. I I love I love these things. Give me the good, the bad, and the awful. 